welcome to Building Innovative Leaders podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you're interested in developing your business and leadership while gaining a long-term competitive advantage in life and business, then welcome. You're in the right place. We're here to answer this question. How are entrepreneurs and high-performing leaders just like us who aren't looking for the easy way out or the tactic of the day and are willing to put in the work, who are using our own resources and capital, how do we build businesses and lead teams in a way that lets us strategically leverage innovation and scalable business foundations to remain agile, to get our innovative solutions out to the world, and yet still remain profitable and make an impact? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Kate Abelard. Let's get started. Hello, innovative entrepreneurs and innovative leaders. So today we're going to talk about um, this week's topic is business growth, the strategy and the foundations necessary to do so. So what I really want to go into is some of the stuff that I do with my clients and I also do with um, people before they become clients just so we can see where they're at. It's kind of an audit. And an audit in a really good way because it lets us immediately see where your roadblocks are, maybe where some blind spots are, and really the areas that you're executing so well um, and that we can start to add some process and systems around so that way you can grow that with your team, pass it off to more people, give the entrepreneur freedom, and then really empower your team. So today we're going to go over the four levels that I always go through. What are those components of each level? And here's the thing. So when I normally work with an entrepreneur and their leadership team, what I realize is that sometimes we go really rapidly. Like sometimes we just finally hit that thing that our market and our clients or consumers or customers really, really want. And then it, um, it sounds like hotcakes. <laughs> And when that happens, sometimes what we're doing is we're quickly building to meet demand by growing the team, by um, having some new divisions, by by adding all these different components. But sometimes they're not in a logical foundation order, which is fine because that happens. That's just the reality of owning the business, right? So um, what I normally go through is when you have someone who's at seven figures and they are hitting these consistent roadblocks or they feel like some of the words you may use are, I'm really stuck. I feel like I'm only working in the business and not on the business. Um, I feel like all I do is keep hitting roadblocks or I keep putting out fires. This is a really great episode for you to listen to because this is where you're going to gain some clarity around what you need to do as a business. And then throughout the week, when you listen into a daily innovation briefing episodes, we're going to go over specifically like mindset, team development, team leadership, um, skills, how this applies innovatively to your business. And we're going to go through all those micro implementations that are necessary to make today's main episode really impactful in your business. Um, so I want to make sure that you know that both resources are available to you on this podcast and that you and your team utilize them. So that way you can really start getting some tractions and results. So let's jump back into why it's so important to have these foundations. And like I said, some of you uh, may have been involved in a business prior to, or maybe your business now seems like you're hitting roadblocks and you're, you were doing really great, but you're maybe successfully stuck also. Um, and these are the foundations that when we figure out the missing pieces that are missing in your foundation, you can immediately start leveraging, building that momentum back and really growing and then scaling your business from the seven to eight figure mark. So these are really essential. Um, and again, this can be used as an audit and kind of just let you know really where you're at. So when we implement these is what you have is you have like this scalable um, and agile foundations. And I do, we 
we do have tech, um, we have a development firm in our portfolio, but I'm not talking about agile in that way. What I'm talking about is agile in itself. What that means is agility for a business. And that means that you're able to take opportunities when they come, right? You're able to make sure that your team is not so rigid, but they maybe have some extended skill sets that make them pliable and that they understand the 360 degree integrated view of a business, that they're not siloed in just their thought process and in their specialties. So we're going to address all of that today in this foundation. All right. Um, Let's see. Let's get to one first. So this is normally where you're an innovative builder. This is where a lot of us, and there is no time constraint on this, right? This is where a lot of us can stay when we don't necessarily hit the market the way we want to hit the market right away. Um, Sometimes it takes a lot of iterations to find out what the market wants and needs. Um, If you don't have feedback loops that automatically give you that, or if you're not having a lot of conversations with the customers that you want to serve, Sometimes it takes a long time to find exactly what they want because you're, you're testing because you don't have those feedback loops in place. So level one is always innovative builder. And this we're talking about that we have at least three of the core 360 innovative um, functions in your business that are happening. We are engaging with, again, now you are in the market, you're bringing them value, and you're also getting some of those early adopters who are coming to you and asking for maybe some other products, services, Um, that they could utilize, right? So you may have clients saying, this is amazing, I love this, or customers, I love this. Uh, Do you have something like this, right? And so then they're telling you their other needs. So you start to have those um, loops in in focus. Um, And you really understand your client. You know how to serve them, bring value, and integrate into what they really need. So then that way you become more of a partner and a collaborator with them instead of just someone that um, at the end of the day can be looked at as, oh, is this an expense worth having? right? Um, The next one is you're able to start to leverage your lead generation. So that means that it's it's consistent. Um, You have diversified some, you maybe have started to branching out again, you may be having some more of those early adopters who are then giving you some more leads, you're really starting to figure out where you can leverage lead generation down the scale. Okay, and that we go into really in depth in the programs um, that we do. And when we do the consults and the strategies calls, but you just need to start realizing that if I only have one form of lead generation, I need to leverage that to leave stage one successfully, because otherwise down the road, I'm going to have some hard stop problems um, when maybe lead generation sources dry up or um, I've tapped that market and now I need to go and tap another market because I've already ex- exhausted that one. So in builder stage to really successfully lead that, a major component is the lead generation. All right, and then the next one is that we're really conversion focused. So we know that as we're bringing people in, we know our message is hitting and they outright see the value if we're converting higher. So that means maybe people who you have served and who keep coming back to you, they're very happy, but now we have a really focused, strong message, strong value statement that you're converting leads who are maybe cold or maybe semi-warm into your into your stratosphere. And now let's start converting them. And we realize that our conversions are looking up. And that means that we're effectively communicating and we're effectively serving our markets. And the last one is that when you apply strategies and then their tactics, you can see measurable results that are more significant in terms of profits um, and your ability to grow and then start to prep 
later on to scale. So we want to start getting those metrics in place. That only happens when you apply the strategies and the tactics. If you have the foundational elements in which you can successfully leave one where it is like rock solid granite, it is not moving, however you want to say it, it's fully, fully formed. Um, and there's no gaps anywhere. Then we move to two. And that's more of an innovative operator and systematizer. Now, you will sometimes realize that you start doing this, right, when you're in level uh, one as the innovative builder. And that's good because that's how the entrepreneur and their executive leadership team will start to see some reprieve from feeling like they're burned out or they're in the weeds all day. So this does, again, some of these things happen out of order. And it's not like you do everything in foundation one and then move to two. You, again, are using some of these things um, because you're getting uh, maybe some roadblocks and you realize you need some solutions and they come from other areas. So level two is an innovative operator and systematizer. What we're talking about is really building systems around what you do well as the entrepreneur. And if you have a team at this point, most people do, then you're building around what they do well, and you're building the systems and the processes, because the next thing is, is that you're going to be adding more people under them, right? So then we add the man, the manpower, but that only becomes effective when you have systems and processes, you should not hire until you have the systems and processes. Otherwise, you're you're basically putting money out there to test ideas that are not proven. And that's a pretty big expense for a company, even in the that has hit the seven figures, that's an expense that you don't necessarily want to take on when you could have just taken the time for the systems and processes. So um, a lot of you, if you've been following me, know this is a consistent thing that I'm always talking about. And because it really does, one, allow you to streamline, systematize, duplicate, and then replicate, right? And that's really big for systems and processes. But what it also allows you to do is be more predictable to your market. It allows the entrepreneur not to feel burnt out. It allows their team not to feel burnt out. And it empowers everybody to step into their own leadership roles. Instead of having a company full of followers, you now have a company full of leaders. And that's when we really start to make some headway. Um, you're able to really leverage sales at this point when you're an innovative operator and systematizer because you already in stage one or level one have gotten to start getting some of the lead gen and you're starting to leverage the different versatility that you can accomplish in lead gen. So now obviously if your focus was lead gen on one, then the sales is really going to be your focus. This is where you really hone in on taking those sales processes, make them replicatable and make them scalable for your business. And the next one is where you have now before, maybe you were half automated in your lean gen and then half where it was manual. Now you have consistent and predictable lead gen automation, right? This is really important because it allows you to take a handoff in some way, shape or form and allows you to continue to then drive different lead gen sources for your sales to, to take advantage of and capitalize on. The next one is if you're getting all these leads and if you're selling them into whatever it is that you have, whether uh, you have a product or a service, what you're doing is you're focusing on retaining them because it is always more effective to provide 
excellent products and services with excellent customer success and retain those people to increase the customer lifetime value, the CLV. So that is a major focus when you are an innovative operator and systematizer because you've already spent all the money on getting the leads. You already have sold them something and that is also a process that costs money. You wanna make sure that you retain them. So this is really where you have that retention focus and you're starting to really nail that down and make sure that you can ascend people with you. Um, and the next one is in order to get retention focus, the first one we mentioned feedback loops for what clients want before they become your customer. But now we're talking about some feedback loops that keep them and our retention focused feedback loops. Those are absolutely essential that you're seen as a collaborator with your clients, customers, or consumers, instead of somebody who is maybe not listening to exactly what they want because they will find somebody else, right? So now you need some retention feedback loops. One thing that we always focus on next is that we always have data and insights to better serve our clients. When you start getting to the seven and you're at it, and then go to the eight and the nine figure uh, business, what really makes the difference is the data and insights that you have to better serve the client. That's when you start really recognizing that competitors or um parallel businesses that are running, you can step far and have a long-term competitive advantage because you have better data analytics and insights on how to serve that consumer, client, or customer. This is where this makes a difference and you really have to have enriched data and figure out what's going on and through the process, through your website, if you have something where they're going into a portal or they're using a product of your a digital product, that has to completely be data-driven because you need to know where they're falling off you need to know where you can help them, what they're asking questions about. This also happens if you have a physical product that you're shipping them. Um, data, insights, and the analytics and enriching your data and understanding how to leverage it are very key at this point. And we'll let you move from the now almost bordering eight figures to nine and 10 figures, but that cannot happen if you don't start the data, uh, insights, and enrichment process now. Okay, um, the next one is we begin to really establish, right? You have maybe seven or 14 people working with you at this point. And so now we really have, it went from like a small um, little village and now it's starting to grow into a larger village. So you need to make sure that your innovation culture, how you address um, your market, your consumers, clients, or customers is really, really focused on client success and that everyone is working together as a whole unit where everyone is integrated and they understand what is driving the business, what is their innovative leadership statements, um, what is their mission statements, how are they driving this forward, how they as an individual, right, because we're talking about culture and teams here, how do they as an individual play into the larger picture and how do they as an individual can help their fellow teammates, and at this point we're starting to get departments in here, how can they be leveraged by those departments so we can get further faster together? Right? So it's a very collaborative experience. The culture really has to be cultivated at this point, and it really has to be curated because as you went from yourself to the first seven to the 14, and now you're growing at this point, you really need those people to understand what this looks like because now, as the entrepreneur, you're removing yourself a bit more from 
being in everybody or driving everything, right? Because now you have some leadership team in there. You need to make sure that that consistently goes down and then it keeps translating all the way down. So that way you're protecting your culture of your company and you make sure that you're thriving and that everyone understands where they where they fit in and everyone's integrated. So that way you get the best results. Um, again, the client focus, right? So I just want to point that out as this at this point in time has to be, if you're on the second level where you're uh, an innovative Operator and systematizer, client success, client focus has to be paramount. I do not care what function you serve at any business. You have to understand that the end user or the end person who's getting this is the client and their ultimate success ultimately drives and defines the success of the company. So even if you're in product development, obviously the customer is completely focused. Even if you're in um, lead generation, it's customer, it's client uh, focus. If you are in um, any internal billing or internal management, you understand that the way that your company operates ultimately affects everyone's productivity, ultimately affects the client success because, and then give them those purposes. Everybody should understand where they drive profit and how they ultimately affect the client success because that is why um, the business can grow and continue to serve and the clients are the reason that you're there. Okay, um, and here's one for the business owner or the entrepreneur at this point. We are really, really focused. Like I said, it's first you and then you hire your first seven normally. And then after the first seven, you go 14 because you add somebody underneath each one of those or sometimes it's a few. What you really need to focus is that you're staffing your, at this point, your non-genius zones, right? So we all have things that we're extraordinarily amazing at. We all have things that we're good at and we don't want to do. And then we just have things that we should not <laughs> be doing, right? And that's everybody, me included. So you start to realize that you're staffing those non-genius zones and you're creating integrated and innovative, two really important words, integrated and innovative leaders to take those positions and really start carrying out your vision. And they're on the same plane as you. They understand that this is what we're doing to drive it forward. They consistently are doing what you would do in your business. You're creating those intrapreneur executive leadership guys. And because they're integrated and innovative, they will continue to move the business forward as long as you nurture them and spend your time as the entrepreneur really investing in their development and then their team's development. Okay, so the next one here, let me just see my notes. I have to give you all the notes. I have so many things to say. <laughs> um, the next one is always the third, uh, the third is innovative leader. So now this is where you really, as the entrepreneur, are starting to really rely on those teams, right? We're 7, 14, probably 21 at this point, um, if not 28 at this point in terms of teams, underneath uh, individuals underneath the organization. And what we're really talking about is we have really built a team and we have trained them to do what we used to do well. Right. And this is a main component. I know you're going to literally this is going to be like something that rings in your head with how many times I'm saying this to you. But you first want to refine, then streamline, then systemize, then duplicate and then replicate. And duplicate happens before replicate because duplicate means that they have a system and then they can do it. Right. They can follow the process. Replicate is the results. Right. So those are two different things. Um, 
but you're really training the team to follow that process. And that's why before this was really um, operate and then systematize because you had to get that down to get to this next level because this is you stepping out of completely doing in the business work and completely on the business work. This is that real level where you as the entrepreneur are doing the on the business work, where you're doing the strategic 30,000 foot view, you're moving the chess pieces around, which are your leadership team, executive leadership, and then their top managers underneath them. Those are the pieces that are moving around. You're consistently really investing in team at this point, and the team is really driving forward the different components that you need. Um, and that happens when you can effectively delegate your time. And I know um, last week I had done quite a few videos about this. So um, if you missed any of those, check back on those on our uh Facebook pages and any of our business pages, because we really talked about what delegating time looks like. Because when you can delegate the time effectively, and then you can refine, streamline, systemize, duplicate, and then replicate, that's when you have your team who is really innovative leaders, who really can like drive and grow that movement forward. So now you're really getting massive impact. You're definitely over here at the eight figures at this point, bordering nine with this. Um, and you have an established, innovative, and integrated culture. This is where it, because now you're like 21 to 28 deep, you have not, and you've been able to keep your culture consistent. It's integrated and everybody thinks integrated, how do I affect the bigger picture, right? And here's how I can be leveraged. And here's how I need people so I can leverage my job, my role and my responsibility correctly. And here's how we drive forward as a business. So that's when you have a really like integrated um, and innovative culture. And then what else um, really happens at this point, because remember, we're going 7, 14, 21, 28. What really happens at this point is you want to make sure that the people who are the most recent to the organization understand that there is a strong client-centric focused organization here. Um, so you want to always make sure, and you're going back, is to have that continuity that you've built up in the other foundations, and you want to make sure that they also exist here. This is vitally important um, because now what's going to happen is you most likely will have some uh, leadership team meetings, and then those leadership teams will then break out into their teams and have their head team meetings, right? And you will not always be a part of those. So what you need to make sure is that anything that you're doing in terms of your culture, your values, your mission, that that gets transpired between everybody and everybody on in your organization can feel that, breathe it, and implement it. So it's really important that as you're continuing to maybe, instead of working on the business and being top of all these meetings, I mean, instead of working in the business and then being in all these meetings, you're now working on the business. And then that means that you really have to empower those executive team leads and their managers and the team that are under them to really take this on and take ownership of these values and this thought process. The next one I want to say is that we're really focusing on feedback loops here that build stronger bonds with the market, with clients and with industry partners. And that doesn't have to mean in your own industry, it can be like a, an adjacent industry, but that you really have these really, really strong connections, these really referral-based um, connections, the strategic partnership, um, where they can be leveraged, and that's where you really wanna focus on is, is building these feedback loops. <coughs> um, excuse me. And then what we wanna really focus on 
in conjunction with building that is again, collaboration, partnerships, and that actually serve clients at a higher level, right? So you have these feedback loops where you're building the relationship with the client, but then you have collaborations and partnerships that better serve the client. And these are really important because what happens is, is that some people who have been with you for a while, or maybe now you have some high, higher target, higher value people with um, clients, customers or consumers in your organization, those people are going to start looking to be served at a higher level. And not all the time, sometimes it can, sometimes you can be the one who provides that, which is what you've ascended them to, but they're going to have other areas of your life, especially because now you've created these amazing relationships with them. They're going to have these other areas of their life that they want to be served at a higher level. You can provide that to them so they don't go outside of your organization through a collaboration or a partnership, and then you're still somebody who's serving them at the highest level possible. Um, and at this point, again, I just want to say when you're doing that and you're serving them at the higher level, you're also, your team is completely consistent in delivering results, right? Which is why we went through refine, streamline, systemize, duplicate, replicate. Uh, I'm trying to move my picky, replicate. And that point there has to be really, really focused. This is where you're an innovative leader. This is where you're working on the business instead of in the business. And you really need to make sure that there's systems, there's processes, and there's trainings, and there's where you're investing in them to completely always deliver consistent results, right? You've worked really hard to get to this eight-figure point. A lot of people at this point, even when they're still working this on this, are going to the nine-figure. You really have to focus on those consistent results here. And what you also want to focus in in um, in correlation to the consistent delivering of those results is that you really have to focus on client experience as an entire whole. You've been doing this all along because we talked about it, but now what you really need to focus on is what are the client success foundation? What are the frameworks and tools that we have used all along the way and that we've been developing? And now this has to become a completely independent system that can be taken on by every one of our departments um, and really, really make sure that they grow and implement at every level. So uh, that's the third. And now what I want to go on to is the fourth. So this is normally can be a nine. Um, this can start to be used in eight. Like I said, some of these are not very just like just figure focused, but um, they're foundation focused. So these are like sometimes eight, definitely nine, and then we can go to 10. Um, where we're talking about how to really have the systems in place where you can continuously and grow but now you're talking about scaling, right? Um, your team absolutely are aces at consistently delivering. There is no very, there's minimum to like point percentage of um, deliver, delivering consistent results. And you have completely delegated all results and success. And although this sounds like, oh my God, I have to get to the fourth, which is influential innovation, this happens along the journey. But this is a place where you can now fully, if you want to, you can fully step out of the business and let this become something that now um, really has full executive leadership. All the management fully know how to execute and this. This is an extremely well-oiled machine that will not implode and will not fall apart when you step out of it, right? So that's the point of being able to do these 
um, the four levels of being an innovative entrepreneur and building a business to do that. So just to recap, because I know we just went over a lot, um, I'm going to make sure to put in the show notes an exact downloadable that you guys can get that goes over everything in this specifically that you can use as a print off and a checklist um, so you can audit yourself and say, hey, maybe you need to sit down with some of your team members and be like, these are the things that we really need to focus on so we can move to the next level. Because when we focus on this, we'll increase our revenue and increase our profits. And therefore, we can then invest in doing the next steps. So I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a great day and get out there and get to innovating and making an impact. Talk to you guys soon. Thanks for joining us today. And as always, if you'd like to join us in our free Facebook group, come on over to the tribe of innovative entrepreneurs and join us for our weekly trainings. Have a great day.